There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. To our new listeners, welcome. To our old listeners, welcome back. Another episode of Magical Education awaits you. But first, we would like to say a few words. Nitwit, blubber, oddment, tweak. Podcast nine and three quarters topic of the week is what's it like to be a ghost? Hi listeners, it's Jem. And I'm Ria, and this week we're talking about ghosts. But before we get into today's topic, first I have some exciting Harry Potter news that I want to talk about. Ooh, I'm intrigued. So a couple of days ago, two days ago, there was an announcement on the Pottermore website, which said that Warner Brothers is setting up a new division of its company, I guess, which is going to be called Portkey Games, and they're going to be making a bunch of new games about the Wizarding World. Ooh. Oh, I know. Very Wait, are we finally going to get an RPG? (laughs) I know. Oh, there's currently been no <laughs> announcement of a Skyrim-esque Harry Potter game, but I'm still holding out hope. Please. Please. I mean, that's what we all want. But then after that, there was an announcement of the first game that they'll be launching, which is called Harry Potter Wizards Unite. And Ooh. it basically sounds like Pokemon Go, but for Harry Potter. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So when when Pokemon Go came out, there was that sort of fake news announcement which was going around saying they were doing a Fantastic Beast app where you go around yeah. and try to catch Fantastic Beast just like you go around trying to catch Pokemon in Pokemon Go, but that wasn't yeah. true. And I'm like, that sounds dumb anyway. Let that me read fake. you what this sounds like. Okay. They don't have a launch date or anything yet. Uh, mm-hmm. Harry Potter Wizards Unite will use state-of-the-art augmented reality technology on smartphones so a player can view the real world through the Wizarding World lens. So that's literally the exact thing that Pokemon Go does. Yeah, The game encourages you to step outside with your phone, explore your local surroundings, and take part in a series of adventures, such as searching for magical creatures and bumping into iconic Wizarding World characters along the way. Crikey, who knows who you'll spot in your local park? You'll also be able to cast spells. Wait, wait, Crikey? Crikey. It says the word crikey, which I'm like, why? Are we going to bump into Steve Irwin? (laughs) I I guess so. (laughs) Anyway. Who knows who you'll spot in your local park? You'll also be able to cast spells, discover mysterious artifacts, and build up your very own illustrious wizarding career. That's <laughs> it's like LinkedIn. God. Oh, God. Am I going to have to get a job in this game? <laughs> we'll have to get connections with other Slytherins? <laughs> like, oh, what's going on here? Okay, well. Okay. What do you think? I'm intrigued. I mean, I liked Pokemon Go for the first few months that it was out, and I haven't really opened the app since. Um, <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe I'll play it for a bit, but yeah. Yeah. When I read the announcement, I was like, this sounds interesting, but I wasn't super ecstatic the way I was when they announced Pokemon Go, partially because <laughs> Pokemon Go, it's not that great, guys. Like Like everyone, <laughs> I loved it when it came out, but actually, I was very into it until... Even a couple of months ago, when they brought yeah. out the new Generation 2 Pokemon, I started really losing interest because I don't care about those Pokemon. They're not the ones that I loved as a kid. So I'm like, I yeah. don't want to walk around and waste all my time catching these Pokemon that I don't give a shit about. And I just slowly lost interest in the game. But uh, if they do a Harry Potter one, I'm definitely going to play it. And I will probably oh, yeah. keep up that interest for a lot longer. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely playing it. If anything Harry Potter related comes out, I'm going to be in, like looking into it and invested into it in some degree. So At the very least, I'll check it out. Yeah. Okay, well, given that, should we get into the nitty-gritty of the topic today? Yeah, enough of the announcement. Yeah. Let's get into ghosts. Yes. Ooh. 
So, I think <laughs> maybe we should begin by talking about what is a ghost exactly. Yes. <laughs> so, as is famously said by Harry Potter himself, ghosts are transparent. And that's because <laughs> they're <laughs> they are the departed souls of a former wizard. Wizard, specifically. We can't be a muggle and turn into a ghost. So, there's that. First of all, why is it that it's just wizards? That's really sus. Do just wizards have the access to an afterlife? Do muggles not have that access? No, we've talked about this in a previous episode, and we decided that muggles do have access to the afterlife. It's just they don't have the ability to become ghosts. Ghosts are the spirits of deceased magical beings. So there's something magic in the process of becoming a ghost, which is why muggles can't do it. Magical beings. So... Mm -hmm. What about centaurs and mermaids and stuff? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering about. It just says magical beings, which makes me think creatures? Can magical creatures? I mean, there is, like, the Ministry of Magic classifications of what's a beast and what's a being. But, like, Mm -hmm. in terms of natural classifications, I don't think the Ministry's classifications would matter. Like, if if you're a magical wizard and you come back as a ghost, then why don't other magical creatures and other... Yeah, sentient creatures in the magical world. Yeah, sentient magical creatures. We don't see that happening, (laughs) but I am going to go right ahead and assume that it does. We haven't really gotten into what is a ghost very much. We're getting straight into how can you become a ghost, but... (laughs) Yeah. For now, what I've got here is... Do you remember in second year, the Headless Hunt? Yeah. Yeah, they were a bunch of ghosts. The horses! They rode on horses! Wait, so horses are not sentient. Can have ghosts. Horses what? are not sentient and they are not magical. <laughs> what? Wait, so animals have ghosts, but fucking muggles yes. don't? <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm, I'm really mad at you. <laughs> There's also definitely animals have ghosts. It's not just like, oh, maybe because they're the headless hunt, there's something special about those horses. No, because there is a witch named Mopsy Fleabert who wrote a book on Just British please. animal ghosts entitled Animal Ghosts of Britain. So she, there's enough to write a whole book about it. So animal ghosts definitely exist. Oh my god, the look on your face. I'm actually offended. Like, what kind of wizard god decided that, <laughs> oh, fuck muggles, fuck muggles, they don't get the choice to be a ghost, they just go straight to hell, but everyone else, <laughs> everyone else gets a cool-ass <laughs> choice with their Okay, we don't know that muggles go straight to hell. <laughs> That's not confirmed. <laughs> We're going straight to hell. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. Okay, So, wizards and witches can become ghosts. Other magical creatures can maybe become ghosts. Animals can become ghosts. Muggles can't. That's the rules. I don't make the rules, but that's the way it is. Okay, but with animals, where does it end? Is it like horses, dogs? Does it go way down to ants? Does it go down to, like... Does it go all the way down to, like, microbes, like germs and stuff? Do they have ghosts? <laughs> no. Maybe it is an only magical animals. Okay, so there are magical horses? Well, there are magical Wait. horses. I mean, thestrals and shit. But, like, thestrals, they're not horses. Thestrals aren't horses. They're something else. No, that's but, a horse like Okay, thing. but if there is, there is a fucking anthology of magical animals, how many, uh, how many magical animals are there? And why aren't they magical creatures? Why are they... Why are they just animals? Like, why is well, it? Are... There's magical creatures that we wouldn't typically call an animal, like um, Grindylows. There's not a muggle yeah. approximation of a Grindylow. That's a magical creature. But there are yeah. magical versions of muggle animals, I guess. This is very poorly phrased. But there's a thing like, like a, a Neasel. Yeah, a Neasel is a magic cat. So you yeah. can have Neasel ghosts, which would be basically cat ghosts. Okay. And I'm trying to remember, uh, fourth year, bow battens, their carriage is pulled by magical horses. Are they winged horses, or are they just magical they're, horses? They're winged horses. They're pegasus. They're also giant. And they're, like, metallic-coloured, aren't they, or is that... That might be the unicorns. No, no they're, I think... they're, Pal- they're Palomino, or whatever the fuck it's called. Palaba- Palabino? Pala... No, Palomino, you had it right. Palomino. Yay. I think... This, see, Rhea, Rhea was a former horse girl. I was. Don't bring that. Don't shame me on the podcast. I was a horse girl as a child. So, okay. 
We've got animals, we've got wizards and witches, and I um, maybe magical creatures. I'm going to put a question mark on that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Let's get back into what's the properties of a ghost. So a ghost is a sentient spirit. It's a departed soul. The imprint of a departed soul is what I believe Snape defines a ghost as. So animals um, have souls. Okay. <laughs> animals have souls. Confirmed. Cool. Confirmed. I- <laughs> I'm going to go a bit into the properties of ghosts. Yeah, go ahead. Um, Hold on. Can I just say, the property of a ghost is that the reason that they are a ghost is because they were either afraid of death or they had a strong connection to to life in some form. So maybe they had a strong connection, like they they had unfinished business. So Yeah, basically. A ghost dog (laughs) had unfinished business. Or, like, <laughs> was afraid of death. A ghost dog had... Wait, a dog first had a conception of death. <laughs> and then... <laughs> or he had unfinished business. I I, I hate this. <laughs> ghost, I hate this. Okay. Dogs are not sentient enough to have a concept of death. They... But like horses me? are. Elephants are. Elephants have a concept of death. We could have ghost elephants, that's fine. Oh, I want to believe elephants can do whatever they need to do. I mean, I would vote for an <laughs> elephant. Like, <laughs> I This episode has gone so off the rails so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I want to finish this conversation about ghost animals now. Fine, it's, it's, tell we're me. We're going to get back into it when we get into the process of becoming a ghost. No, fuck it. We're doing ghost properties, okay? Okay. Okay. <laughs> tell me. Ghosts have tell me about ghosts. <laughs> I'm doing it. Ghosts have limited physical influence and sensation. So they can pass through solid objects, but they create disturbances in things like fire, water, and air. Yeah. Okay? They're weightless, they can fly in any direction, and they can be moved by wind. We see that yeah. when Nellie Headlessnick gets petrified in book two and Ernie Ernie something from Hufflepuff. Ernie McMillan. Oh no, yeah, it was. He was given the fan and to blow he him out. He was given the fan and he blows Nellie Headlessnick up to the <laughs> Hospital win. <laughs> I could definitely phrase that better. <laughs> yeah, and then he yeah. blows nearly at the snake with the fan. <laughs> Shut yeah, up. great. Ghosts make temperatures drop and they turn flames blue. If you pass awesome. through a ghost or a ghost pass through you, it feels like you've been plunged into icy water. Nice. Cool. Um, cool aesthetic. I had some properties no. here as well. Uh, they're invisible to muggles. Fun fact. Um, yeah, muggles can't see them. Their knowledge and perspectives remain the same as it was when they die. So if you die as, like, a 12-year-old girl in the bathroom who's all upset, then you're going to stay like that for the rest of your life. Yeah, basically. <laughs> rest of your afterlife. Uh, they can be petrified and they can be healed. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they are That makes repelled- no sense. We'll get more into yeah. that because it makes no fucking sense. Makes no fucking sense. And they're repelled by light. So the Lumos charm, if you cast that, a ghost was go, ah! And just, like... <laughs> Float really? out of the room. Yeah. Ghosts are repelled um, by light? Well, that makes yeah. sense. I suppose we never see the ghosts outside. Yeah. That we know of. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, and they're also repelled by the Scourge charm. Uh, this is often yeah. used in the, in the computer games because it cleans up their ectoplasm. Very uh, Ghostbusters. Scourge. And uh, they like lilies, the flower. Aww. Isn't that because lilies yeah. are associated with death? Yeah, that's why they're at funerals. According to Hagrid in one of the games, he said this, yeah. <laughs> that ghosts like lilies. <laughs> that's nice. Imagine, um, like, if you spent your whole life as, like, a typical lily hater. Like, like you just hated the sight and the smell of them. Like, every lily you saw, you ripped out of the ground and stomped with your foot. And then you become a ghost one day and it's like, what a beautiful flower. <laughs> like, how weird is that? Would that? Wouldn't that be changing the perspective that you had when you died? No, I have, my I favorite already, thing okay. is that you just said a typical lily hater. Like <laughs> we all know <laughs> those people who just hate lily. We all Not know lily one part of the character, lily the flower. <laughs> the flower. Mm. Yeah, but I wanna, I wanna meet a ghost that hated lilies before they died. I wonder if they they kept that. That is interesting. If ghosts are unable to change or acquire new knowledge and perspectives when they die, and they hated lilies. I guess yeah. lilies are a bit like ghost catnip, but not all cats like catnip. Most of mm. them do, but some of them just don't. So I suppose Maybe. if you were like a typical lily loather in your life, <laughs> That's you died and you just continue to loathe lilies. 
Good. Okay. I'm cool oh. with that. Um, ghosts can taste rotten food. Apparently, Apparently. They can't taste regular food, but if you let it rot, the taste is stronger. They can pass by it. By taste. They can taste it by passing yeah. through it. They pass through it and it's like tasting it, they say. So this yeah. is just the perspective of one ghost that we got. Yeah, we just get the perspective of one ghost, but there wouldn't really be a feast of rotting food set up just for that one ghost. It's got to be sort of a convention in ghosting communities. What interests me is that we don't see ghosts interacting with physical objects or living things. Like, in the movies, we see ghosts interacting with ghost objects. We see the Grey Lady, the Ravenclaw house ghost, in a transfiguration lesson taking notes. And she reads a yeah. book, and we see her doing all sorts of things um, during the movie. Yeah. In the books, too, um, Nearly Headless Nick, he reads a letter from the Headless Hunt, which is a ghost letter mm-hmm. as well. So yeah, it's ghosts not can on write parchment. It's written on ghost ghosts. parchment. Wait, did the parchment die? What, what is with that? Do they just have parchment on their person when they died, and then they use that to write with? But then it's like, don't they need that back on their person because they, they can't change their perspective or position from when they died? So what, what is yeah. it? They have infinite parchment? I don't know. I don't know. But... It says it specifically <laughs> says ghosts cannot be destroyed. So I assume that refers to the non-living being of the ghost. But where are these ghost objects coming from? And can they be destroyed? Can they change? Can I receive yeah. a ghost letter, burn it, and then where do I get my new ghost parchment from to write a ghost response to my ghost friend? The fact that you can write a ghost letter as a ghost, that's changing the parchment from what it was when you died, when it was on your person. Mm-hmm. So, like... That's, a, that's <laughs> assuming that you died with a roll of parchment and an ink pot quill. and quill in your... <laughs> As you do. Do I get anywhere with that paper and pen on me, Ria? No, you don't. And I don't either. I always have my <laughs> Slytherin journal and fountain ink pen, because I'm a fancy yeah. Fountain ink pen? Nice. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to be an adult. Pro tip. Pretend to be an adult, get yourself a fountain ink pen. They're like a dollar on eBay and they look so fancy. And people are like, oh my God, this girl has her life together. Nice. Before we get into like more ghost shenanigans, I'd like to point out a few things. First of all, I've read a little fact that there are the most ghosts in Great Britain. What's with that? What's up, what's with British people? Why are they so afraid of death? What's with that? Like, why? <laughs> Why? Why are the British so afraid of dying? <laughs> What's the deal? Get over it. Yeah, Everyone dies. Say, maybe it has something to do with the fact that it's a very old country with a lot of history, so there's just um, <laughs> more ghosts of a master over time, but that's ridiculous that's because bullshit. every country is old and has a lot of history. <laughs> that's there, are, there are civilizations that are like shitting on Great Britain civilization. <laughs> like China oh, yeah, and shit like that. Yeah. Civilizations. yeah. The most ghosts in Britain. I do have that written here as well that's concerning if i was minister <laughs> magic and i'm sitting at my desk and then my secretary he comes through the door and he's like oh you know the ghosts are doing all this i'm like oh what's with the ghosts again and he's like oh well you know we do have the most ghosts here in britain i would have an absolute like conniption i would be like wait what what we have the most ghosts in the world in great britain in our tiny little thumb prick of a freaking country it's like got the landmass mm. of less than tasmania why are there so many what, what's the population of Great Britain? I don't know. A million people? <laughs> Why are there so many ghosts there? It's more than a million. The population of Australia is 22 million. The population of my city is more than a million. Come on. Them. <laughs> it's so small. Like, geographically. So, I know it's bigger than us population-wise, but, like... Oh, it's huge. <laughs> yeah. Australia but- is very sparsely populated. <laughs> but we can't take any more people in. no we gotta close those ocean borders fucking yeah anyway hell anyway um okay so yeah that's just my little thing about the british i wouldn't have been bothered it says that britain has the highest concentration of ghosts and most of the ghosts in britain are around hogwarts if it had just said the second part i would have been like that's fine okay most of the ghosts can be around hogwarts that's okay but the first part why does Britain have so many ghosts? I like that it's because the British are afraid of dying. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> I mean, because think of it, that's the things that causes ghosts, being afraid of death or having unfinished business. And, like, mm-hmm. I can't imagine that so many British people just have, like, they just 
aren't ready to die they've still got things to do wait do they all die young yeah. i mean what's the, what's the deal there <laughs> like they have a pretty long lifespan well, in great britain yeah not necessarily the ghosts that we see in the books haven't all died young not a bunch of ghost children running around yeah ghosts. god that would be a very uh, different uh, that's how, how scary for 11 year old harry to arrive at the school of magic and to see tons of ghost children everywhere like dear god what's gonna happen to me here <laughs> Do you reckon that happened after the Battle of Hogwarts, though? Like, there was a bunch of ghost teenagers going around? No, fuck off. They were killed. Shut up. It didn't happen. <laughs> that's another thing. When you said um, uh, Harry coming to the school and seeing ghost children, that's another thing. Harry Potter is the bravest motherfucker alive. Because if I was, like, an innocent little muggle-raised child, and then I showed up at this wizard school, I'm like, oh, wow, it's in a castle. Look at this. It's so pretty. And then suddenly, fucking ghosts come through the door. I'm going to shit myself on the spot. No doubt. <laughs> How are all these just, like, totally fine with it? Like, I understand, like, the half-bloods and the, and the pure-blood kids would be like, oh, yeah, you know, ghosts. But why aren't the Muggleborns absolutely flipping their shit? Why aren't they screaming and running out of the room? Like, from if Ryan Begara were there. Their are screams? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, from memory, Harry notices the ghost because they're in the little, um, I think it's called the reception chamber where the first years yeah. wait to go in to be sorted. Yeah. And Harry's there talking to Ron like, oh my God, what does the sorting ceremony mean? Do I have to fight a troll? I don't know. And then he hears screams and looks around and people are pointing up at the air where the ghosts have just floated in. And then the ghosts are like, oh, look at these kids. What are they doing here? Like, fuck off. As if you don't know. <laughs> they're the first years <laughs> waiting to be sorted. Don't act like you don't know why they're there. <laughs> They were sneaking liar. Yeah, it was the fat fryer and nearly had the snake, wasn't it? Yeah, that was totally some fucking Hufflepuff group of shenanigans. Oh, let's go spook the kitties. Like, you know. Yeah. As if you just float through the one room in Hogwarts that is guaranteed to be full of first years at that time Mm -hmm. on that day. Just like, oh, look at this. Some first years. Shut up. Fancy seeing you here. I know. What What are you doing here? What the fuck do you mean? Continuing on from there, if I'd been like a nickel firsty and I'd been going through, like, and then I see a ghost, that would fuck me up for the, at least the first three weeks of school. Like, I wouldn't be able to get anything done in class because I'd just be sitting there like, there's an afterlife. Like, I have a soul. I, there's a heaven, yeah. there's a hell, what's going on here? Like, I wouldn't, like, it'd just be such a weird groundbreaking moment and it's just completely glossed over. Harry's just like, oh yeah, ghosts, I guess. <laughs> You're right, that would screw me up. Just the realization that there is an afterlife definitely yeah it's definitely highly troubling to be so confronted by your own mortality at the age of 11 when you're also stressing out about the fact that magic is real i just keep thinking like harry encounters so many different sort of magical creatures in his first year of hogwarts and things like dragons centaurs all that sort of stuff i guess you would see that and be like oh okay i kind of know what this is because this exists in popular culture in muggle popular being confirmed that it's real is just sort of like yeah okay so you could see a ghost and be like oh i know what a ghost is so i'm Mm -hmm. not gonna have a panic attack but when you start actually thinking about it in depth the implications of ghosts are very troubling we're sort of here now so let's get into how do you become a ghost how do yeah. I become a ghost? Okay. Uh, let's say one day I am choking on a grape and I just, I'm unlucky. <laughs> but, you know. That's how you die, I, not how you become a ghost. Yeah, no, I'm getting to it. <laughs> Step one, choking on a grape. <laughs> Step two, seeing my life flash before my eyes. And I'm saying, God, I had so much I was ready to live for. Like, I was going to graduate. I was going to travel i was gonna get married and all this sort of stuff i was so excited and then it's like oh here i am i'm dead and it's like oh and but then (laughs) it's like oh i i feel this like departure from my physical form and i'm looking around i'm like i'm all pale and translucent it's like oh am i a ghost of course i'm a ghost because i had so much all all the stuff i wanted to do i wasn't ready to die all right i guess i'm never gonna die now (laughs) cool Thanks, subconscious. Because <laughs> you can't really control it, can you? That's so shit. I think you can control it. What, you think it's like a choice? I think it, yeah, I think it's definitely a choice. Emotions are a choice? <laughs> no, I don't, I think whether you become a ghost is a choice, you fuckwit. Okay, it does say that ghosts can be created accidentally. 
but I've always assumed that ghosts are mostly created on purpose. Uh, so how okay. would you die? <laughs> I don't know, running headfirst into a wall. <laughs> <laughs> wrong platform, wrong platform. <laughs> <laughs> Try to get onto a train station platform, run headfirst into a wall, brain myself. Brained. Oh, nice. That way you got a really cool ghost-like figure, because you've got half a brain sticking out of your eye. Yeah, I got a smashed-in skull. That'll be great for traumatising children. They'll call you Smashy. <laughs> Smashy Headless Rhea. <laughs> They'll call me Smash Mouth. <laughs> and I'll sing Shrek songs. <laughs> no. That's terrifying. Oh, no. Yeah, okay, so, <laughs> Smash Mouth Rhea. Here's how I imagine it goes, and I'll, ju- I'll justify this in a moment, but this is just what I've always pictured. So, I die. I brain myself on the brick wall and I die. And then, yeah. Wipe out. my soul goes to limbo. Right. And then from okay. limbo, as a magical person, I have the choice. I can either move on from limbo into whatever comes next, or I can be a little bitch and decide to go back and be a ghost. <laughs> and you choose to be a little bitch. And I choose to be a little bitch in this scenario, <laughs> I guess. Okay. Alright, that's interesting. Nicholas does give that impression in the fifth book when he says uh, some people choose to move on. Yes. But I don't know, to me, that always read like you have the sort of uh, disposition during life. So he was talking about Sirius and how Sirius was as a person and how Harry's parents were. It's like they wouldn't be the type to become a ghost because that's how they were during life. They were very centred, down-to-earth people who accepted death during life. Because, you know, you can see that in the characterizations of Sirius and Lily and James. Lily and James were 100% ready to die because they knew that they were going to die to try and protect Harry. And Sirius, like, all of his friends are dead except Lupin. And he's a very oh, brave person who wouldn't shy away from the next great adventure, as Dumbledore puts it. Yeah. So I, I read that as if you're a little bitch throughout your life and you're afraid of death, then you'll become a ghost. Mm-hmm. It's not so much you go to like this limbo room where there's like a weird secretary creature that's like, so I'm going to give you three minutes <laughs> to think it over. You just check the okay. yes or the no box. <laughs> Yes, no, maybe. What do you want to do? Do you want to be dead? Or do you want to be sort of not dead? (laughs) That was always the impression that I got. Nick says you can choose whether you come back as a ghost or not. And then, flash forward to seventh book, we see Harry do that. (laughs) Harry dies and enters limbo, and then he can choose to either move on or go back. But because he's not really dead, because Elder Wand Horcrux bullshit, he comes back and he's still alive again. Yeah, I don't see. I didn't think Harry died in the seventh book. Like I thought that the part of Voldemort in him died. I think that was no, all just I think in his he head. Was in limbo. But I always took that as just Harry knocked out for a bit, like whoa, wipeout, and he's like <laughs> talking to himself, and <laughs> and his subconscious mind like conjures up the image of Dumbledore. He's just answering his own questions. No, I disagree. I think he was knocked okay. out, but I think it was definitely real. Okay. So what exactly happens to Harry is another episode. But briefly, what I assumed happened was that he was hit by the killing curse, but because the Elder Wands was loyal to him, the killing curse hit him, he was knocked out, he entered Limbo, and then he could basically choose whether it killed him or not. We know that Limbo does exist, because that's where Voldemort is. I'll give you that you could make the choice in Limbo. But I also see that that it could be you make the choice throughout your life by the kind of person you are. Mm-hmm. That seems to be the case uh, for Professor Binns, because yeah. Professor Binns seems to not really know that he's dead. At least exactly. at first, it seems like um, he dies in his sleep and then he gets up and is a ghost. And mm. that might be because I don't see him as being someone who's afraid of death. I see him as someone who's so committed to his role as a teacher that. It just carries on. Like, yeah. even, like, death won't stop him from going to that class and talking about giant walls. Yeah, like, it wasn't the fear of death, it was the attachment to his life. He just had an attachment to a routine. Mm. Yeah. So he was, he was born to be a ghost, really. Ghosts are stuck in a loop, mm. he was stuck in a loop. Born to be a ghost, that's good. 
I definitely think oh. Miss Professor Pins was born to be a ghost. That's hardcore. That sounds like an emo rock band like song title, Born to be a Ghost. Mm. I have a theory on ghosts and souls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because we've heard ghosts described as the imprint of a departed soul. Mm-hmm. And then Nicholas talks about how you can either move on or choose to stay behind. So that implies to me that if you choose to stay behind, your soul stays behind. And what a ghost is, is it's a soul, basically. It seems to me that Nick implies a ghost is a soul, a soul yes. that has not passed on. Yes. But that turn of phrase, a ghost is the imprint of a departed soul, implies that. Yeah. A ghost isn't a soul and a soul has moved on. A ghost so, is like an echo of... An echo, exactly. An echo or an imprint. That fits in with the idea that ghosts cannot progress or change. They're sort of stuck the way they were when they died. Because if it was a soul, you could continue to develop. If a soul yes. doesn't die and can't be destroyed, like ghosts, then you should be able to continue to grow and change as a person, even if your body is gone, if your soul's still around. Maybe i die. And then my soul moves on, but like, say a bit of it just falls off and just lands in the mortal realm. And that's me as a ghost, but it's just like, maybe it's like a portion, a, a seventh of my soul. <laughs> <laughs> that would seem to be just the case of- if you'd, if you'd fucking decked a guy in real life and killed him and your soul was already <laughs> torn, that would make sense. No, no, no. I don't no, see but a ghost not- as a part of your soul. I think echo or imprint is the correct word. It's like, you were so afraid of moving on that a part of you clung to your old life, or you were so devoted to some aspect of your previous life that you didn't move on completely. It's not like you were torn into different parts. It's more just like your soul moved on, but there was an impression left behind because the feelings that you had while you were living were so strong that they continued to echo into life as you die. Like when you spill liquor on your carpet. You know, you wash it out and the stain <laughs> fades away, but the, the smell is always <laughs> there. The smell's always there. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's a direct call out to my friend who spilled liquor on my bedroom carpet and I still <laughs> smell it every day. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Well, when I was doing my reading, ghosts can be left behind, seemingly on purpose or accidentally, as imprints of the departed body of a dead witch or wizard which seems to be occupied by the individual soul left behind in the living world. The ghost exhibits the personality, emotions, and purposeful actions of a being with a soul. So that seems to imply that, like, your body dies, your magic somehow creates an echo of your body, and then your soul stays inside of that echo. Okay. So maybe that's why ghosts can be injured and healed and petrified, because there is still a bit of a soul left in there. And that's a living thing. Yeah. Maybe. I just, I disagree. I, <laughs> I don't think there's anything in the books which specifically says this. So I think this is like an interpretation of what a ghost is, but I don't think it is what ghosts are. I think ghosts are echoes and I think their souls have moved on. And that mm-hmm. might be partially just to comfort myself. The idea that at the moment of death, you could panic and choose to cling to life and then you're fucking trapped there for eternity and you can <laughs> never move on is scary as fuck. I would prefer to believe there's some kind of echo left behind, but really your soul has moved on and you are in the afterlife, whatever that may be. I think they could both be right, but I'm like you, I prefer the moving on theory. The only other thing that I have to say about how you become a ghost is that if your soul is mutilated and torn, like Tom Riddle's soul, you can't become a ghost, you can't move on to the afterlife, you get trapped in limbo forever. You said that. Um, but if you have killed someone and torn your soul, but then demonstrated true remorse, you are able to become a ghost or move on to the afterlife. That's how it works. Because that's the case for the bloody Baron. He kills someone. And then because he (laughs) truly (laughs) mourns her, he's able to be a ghost, but he's still attached to her. But he is a ghost in penance because he's always in chains. Mm -hmm. Chains and stuff. What's with that? Well, I think he's just... What's with that? He's feeling remorseful. What? He showed remorse as he died. Why does he need to be punished again by being looking like a fucking prisoner and being covered in blood? I think it's a self-inflicted punishment. I don't think there's any sort of, like, um, ghost judge who's like, and because you killed the woman you loved, 
forever you are bound in chains. I think if there is a ghost judge, that's the job I want as a ghost. <laughs> oh, 100%. I think that because he feels Except so I wouldn't much... be able to pass a sentence because I'd be there choking on my grape forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kills me! I think because he feels so much regret, remorse, despair, the impression of his departed soul is one that is covered in blood and bound in chains because that's what he needs to be. Yeah, so ghosts can be petrified mm -hmm. and they can be healed. Who knows how? They're healed... Uh, Professor, Professor Sprout used the Mandrake solution on the petrified, uh, well, well he wasn't petrified, because he, he got the full blast. Yeah. So, when, when you, when you get an indirect stare from the Basilisk, you become petrified. Like, Hermione, like, to clarify, Justin Fintflitly, etc. This is in the second book. In the second book, there's a Basilisk roaming yes. around, and when you look into a Basilisk's eye, you die, but if you look at its eyes indirectly, you become petrified, which is what happens to several students except Nearly Headless Nick looks directly into the eyes of a basilisk and something awful happens to him. He seems to be petrified he like turns... other students, but maybe he's just dead again. It's very, it's not clear what happens to Nick. He turns like a darker shade of opaque, I guess, <laughs> and he starts to like smoke. Or oh, is that just in the movie? I forget. But um, he's very still and silent. It's like he's yeah. a floating dead man. Um, he's definitely he anyway. Um, <laughs> it's like he's a floating dead. Man. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he's definitely gone. And then, like, they blow him away with that fan, and he goes away for a few months, and then he gets healed with the mandrake solution. So I don't know how they administered that to him because yeah. he's still fucking transparent and uh, non-substantial. Like he can just walk through him. So how did they administer a potion to him? Who knows. Yeah, did they so, pour it down his throat? <laughs> Wouldn't it just drip through his body? And onto the floor? Like, what, what's going on? Or maybe, <sighs> maybe what happened to him is that he was sort of given substance. So all of the living people oh. are petrified, which is like they're basically frozen into statues. Maybe what happened to yeah. him is that his intangibility was compromised and he was made tangible, which is why he was frozen, because he couldn't move or speak. So they were able to just basically ah. pour the potion on him, and that restored him back to his ghostly state. Yeah, I guess that's the only thing that's plausible. I just, I can't think of anything else. This has literally bothered me for years. Unless they somehow, because you know how you can apparently make parchment into a ghost, yeah. unless they somehow figured out a way to do that to the potion yeah. and administer it to him that way. They made a ghost mandrake potion and then got another ghost to pick it up and pour it into his ghost throat. I, that's, uh, I, I need answers. <laughs> yeah. JK Rowling, please tell me. <laughs> Email us at nine and three quarters podcast at gmail.com <laughs> and explain yourself. <laughs> She'll have an answer. She always has an answer. Oh, she will. Even if it's one anyway. she just pulled out of fucking thin air, she will have an answer. Okay, so <laughs> let's go, I'm, let's go into my hypothetical again. I've choked in my grape and I'm, yep. I'm a ghost now. Cool. Sick. Um, so, no. can I get a job as a ghost? Oh my god, this! <laughs> oh, fuck! I have so much on this. I mean, oh. I'm an ambitious girl. I wanna, I don't just wanna be living my death out, doing nothing. I wanna be making the way for myself. So, what can I do? What, what sort of jobs can I do as a ghost? You can teach a history of magic class. Why does a ghost have a job? Why? Why did they not fire him? Exactly. <laughs> Imagine the staff room meeting about that. Imagine, like, they walk into the staff room, they're like, oh, oh Mr. Bins, oh, Professor Bins. And they're like, oh, shit, he's, he's, he's dead. And then McGonagall, Sprout, Flitwick are there, and they're looking at the body, no, and they're like, is it even oh, McGonagall, them? like, is it McGonagall and Sprout and Flitwick, or did this happen <laughs> thousands of years ago? <laughs> They look down at Cuthbert and they're like, oh, we better go tell the students. But they go to the classroom and the students are there being taught by Cuthbert. <laughs> and the students are there shook, too sh shocked to say anything. They're just there frozen in place looking at this like, do we mention anything? Do we say anything? And uh, freaking Godric just goes, <clears throat> I think I should interrupt this class. Uh, Cuthbert, we need a word. <laughs> um, mate, uh, have you noticed anything different? No, 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 no. Don't interrupt you know, my teaching. Just, uh, got out of the chair and here to talk about trolls. How'd you walk in the room? Oh, through the blackboard, of course. 
as usual. Uh, Why? Why was he allowed to keep that job? That's the big thing. If ghosts cannot adapt or change, including their knowledge from the moment that they die, why is he allowed to keep his job? Mm -hmm. Especially as a history of magic teacher. History is all about change. (laughs) He can't be teaching history. He's discovering new things about history, and history is constantly moving on and changing. What about, say, a thousand years from now? Not even a thousand years. Fuck that. What about Mm. 50 years from now, when they need to teach the next generation about the Voldemort Wars. How was he going to do that? They happened after he yeah. died. He was already dead when the Marauders were at Hogwarts. Mm. He was dead before the first Voldemort War. Yeah. How is he going to teach his students? He's not, is the answer. They need a modern magical history mm. teacher. I, I'm just, I'm so angry. But he's... <laughs> ah! <laughs> does, does he also, get paid? Yeah, because if he doesn't, yeah, that's wrong. That's Because he is a labourer. He's committing labour. Exploitation. And if he gets paid, does it go to his bank account? Because he can't spend it. He can't pick it up. He can't go in there and pick up his coins. Because they're made of gold. He can't leave Hogwarts to go to Gringotts. What would he do? Just float into his vault and then fucking pass his hands through the pile of gold that's been accumulating for the past thousand years? (laughs) Or maybe he gets paid in ghost money because ghost objects exist. Or maybe it goes to his, his descendants or something, his family. But then that's still exploitation. I mean, I don't want to be working my ass off and then it goes to you. <laughs> no. After my sister choked to death on a crate. I want ghost credit. <laughs> Suddenly, my bank account's looking Fuck pretty you. good. <sighs> on the Harry Potter wiki, I mean, it said, there's nothing about ghost jobs, but I've created my own section in my notes. They can participate in the events of the living by serving as messengers or creating distractions but cannot affect the physical world in many other ways. <laughs> so, Hi, I'm a professional dist- creator. <laughs> but but that's, that's not a job. That's just talking about like things that they can do to help the living out. But how does Professor Bin... All these jobs about serving the living. Fucking ridiculous. I want to be serving my fellow ghosts. Fuck yeah, the living. Is there some kind of ghost economy? <laughs> is there ghost capitalism? Will I not escape capitalism even in death? <laughs> okay, something that Professor Finn does, it's fine that he floats in through the blackboard and talks about the history that he knows off the top of his head. But he sets homework. He sets them homework, and then they write out their homework, and then they send it to him, and then what the fuck does he do? How does he mark the homework? If they send him a <laughs> roll of parchment, he can't unroll it to read it. No. He can't even, like... Hand it back to them. <laughs> he can't do anything. If he, if he, if they put it in a pile on his desk, he's like, cool, I can read the top page. <laughs> that's it. Please blow on this so I can read it. That's, that's exactly. They would have to arrange the par- parchments so that they're all on his desk, which is ridiculous, because he asked for, like, three feet on the giant walls or something, and then, like, 30 students hand that into you. <sighs> You're just going to need so much space to do your marking. And then he can't, he could have a quick quotes quill, like Rita Skeeter has, which writes down his words and he could just talk. Would, would it register his voice, I, though? No, not. It's I a mean, voice. He has a voice. Ghosts don't have any other influence on physical objects, as far as we know. But he doesn't have to touch it. If they can't, like, you know, pull a chair, I don't imagine they could order a quill to do but something it's all either. verbal commands. If somebody was able to enchant the quill for him, like, say you open up the quill box and you have to be like, cast a quill spell and then use your voice to activate it or whatever. If somebody was able to do that for him and set it up, there's no reason why it wouldn't work for him. No, I, I don't I don't think it would. Okay, so how does he write on the test then? How does he mark their work and write down scores and does he pro- do student evaluations? No, he doesn't know who his students are. He doesn't know any of their names. I guess, I'm guessing that he has a really good memory. Not for, like, the pe- the pe- the faces and names of his students, but for he- if he can recite all that stuff about history, he has a really good memory. So he-, he just remembers the marks in the comments for the papers. And then he just dictates them to the class. Well, that's stupid, because his voice puts them <laughs> out loud in front of the entire room. <laughs> Ronald Weasley, not a T. <laughs> oh, that... <laughs> Fuck. That is highly unethical. Well, not even Ronald Weasley, it'd be like, Ronald Waslib got a T, and you just have to guess who it is. 
It would be like, um, <laughs> Mr. Porpington got this, and it's like, who is the fuck is that? Harry Potter, maybe? We don't know. Could be anyone. <laughs> okay. So, Professor Beans yeah. have a job. But there are yeah. other jobs. There are other jobs, what though. What other jobs? Do, do other ghosts have jobs? Yes. Um, so, first of all, there are the house ghosts. I would consider that is a job. Is it a paid Their position? Their job is that they represent the house. No. It is a voluntary <laughs> job. I, I would agree that that is a job. Uh, you provide guidance to the students and you, stuff like that, represent your house. You're like a mascot, I guess. But do they get paid? Do ghosts get paid? No, I don't think so. Uh, but there is another ghost job I have here. In the video game mm-hmm. Harry Potter Quidditch, there is a ghost who haunts the Quidditch pitch and provides coaching. His name is yeah, Edgar, Edgar Clogg. Clog. My assumption is if you died when you had a job, you just get to keep that job. <laughs> you don't escape your job even in death. <laughs> the economy is going to collapse from the number of ghosts that... Because a ghost can't be destroyed. So if you die with a job, that's your job forever. All these ghosts taking our fucking jobs. They can't ever retire. What, are the, what chance do millennials have against the ghost belaborers? Like, we just don't have a chance. Oh, the wizarding world is so broken. Okay, I keep insisting that... The ghost should be paid because otherwise you're exploiting their workforce. But that's naive of me because we know that the wizards are perfectly comfortable with exploiting a workforce because they have house elves. So it is not unreasonable that a ghost could be mm-hmm. kicking around like, oh yeah, I'm going to continue teaching even though I've been dead for so long. Or, yeah, no, I'm just still going to coach. I'm just going to hang out on the Quidditch pitch for the rest of eternity and coach the team. They're a perfectly exploitable market because what else mm-hmm. have they got? First of all, they are in the same position and perspective that they were as when they died so they're ready to go as a coach you don't have to train them or anything like that it's like yep they're good and also they haven't got anything else to do some of them are attached to their locations like in an emotional way so they're not going to leave anyway and they have they can't eat they can't sleep they can't do anything else you'd be pretty bored as a ghost you'd want to get a job even if you don't get paid for it what are you going to use the money for anyway you can't you can't have any sort of material goods or any sort of wealth material goods yeah, this brings me, I want to link in here, ghost objects. So to the wizards and witches who aren't dead, who are alive. So like Harry, when he sees Nicholas reading his ghost letter, he sees it as transparent. But do the ghosts see it as transparent? Because if you're a ghost reading a letter and it's transparent, you're just looking straight through that letter. How are you focusing on the words? So do ghosts see themselves as transparent or do they see every other ghost and every other ghost object and themselves as fleshy, I guess. <laughs> fleshy? As like Come on, Jen. Solid. The I mean, do they see for? in colour and stuff like that? If Harry looks straight through the they letter see- and can't see any writing on yeah. it, but Nicholas reads it aloud to him, then Nicholas must see it as a real object. Yeah, so if you look in the mirror as a ghost, you'd see yourself, like, as you Would were Would you alive. see the rest of the world as transparent right? and silvery? Yeah, I-, I think they don't. I think they see the rest of the world as just like it normally was. How do they differentiate what is real and what is a ghost? Well... First of all, they'd be able to tell other ghosts because they'd be floating. What if I've cast a hover charm? <laughs> what if I'm in my Halloween costume as a ghost? You can trick a ghost real good. Sneak into the ghost underbelly with a hover charm and just be like, Oi, what's the goss, eh? Get what's the ghost, ghost goss? goss? Anyway. Undercover um, ghost agent. All my information is 200 years old. Yeah. Word <laughs> on the street is, uh, the Black Plague got him. <laughs> Uh, so I've got a tangent on that. We'll come back to that in a um, moment. Yeah, I reckon that ghosts can tell another ghost because they're floating, and they probably know mm. all the other ghosts. I mean, it's a pretty well, tight-knit if, community. If you're all sort of, you know who's been dead. If you're all sort of constrained to the same sort of area, which is implied, it's implied that the Ministry of Magic Spirit Division yeah. forces all the ghosts to live at Hogwarts. Okay. Oh, I didn't get that sort of implication. I thought that Hogwarts... They weren't required to go there by the Ministry of Magic Spirit Division. It's just like, that's the place mm, to be if you're a ghost. Because like, you have access to jobs. And, <laughs> to the four jobs. You know, that it's a taken. pretty. <laughs> five jobs. There's five jobs for ghosts yeah, at Hogwarts. And, and they're five, all five taken, jobs. And those sorry. ghosts are never getting fired or changing or going away. So get fucked. Okay, well, maybe it's just a nostalgic thing. Like, oh, you know, some of the best years of my life were here at school yeah, yeah. and. To come back and watch all the little kitties grow up. Well, it's a safe <laughs> place for ghosts because there's yeah. no muggles at Hogwarts. So you never have to worry about, well, muggles can't really see ghosts, but you don't potentially violate the statute of secrecy because if all the ghosts are hanging out at, I don't know, 
fucking Woolworths or something. And everyone's like, oh, it's really spooky in here. It's yeah. freezing cold. The lights don't work. I'm scared. <laughs> that might be a problem for Muggles. <laughs> okay. A quick note on the fact that your knowledge doesn't change from when you die. On a surface level, that doesn't seem to make sense because Sir Nicholas died without having met Harry Potter. And then as a ghost, he meets Harry Potter and he develops mm -hmm. a relationship with him throughout Harry's years at Hogwarts. They know each other, they recognize each other, they have a rapport. Yeah. Yeah. So the way I assume that it is, is yeah. everything that you learn and experience as a ghost, you react to as if you had learned it on the day that you died. It's like you carry all the same dispositions and personality that you had yeah. when you died, but you can still gain new knowledge as a ghost, but it doesn't really like deeply change who you are as a person. So I feel like if oh, I'm a ghost that know, hates muggleborns, yeah. And I die hating Muggleborns, and then mm -hmm. a thousand years pass, and nobody hates Muggleborns anymore. I still hate Muggleborns, even if I meet a million of them and yeah. develop a relationship with them and talk to them. I still hate them because I still feel towards Muggleborns yeah. as I would have when I died. Well, it's the same sort of thing with Moaning Myrtle. Like she's been dead fifty years, but she still has the maturity and behaviorisms of a twelve to thirteen year old girl because she can't change and develop yeah. from that point. She can learn new information and have new sort of drama going on in her life, but she can't develop and emotionally mature. She's constantly in a state of feeling like everyone's picking on her and she's crying because she's being bullied. Now, her actual bullies from the 1940s mm. when she died have also died. They've moved on. So she doesn't think Olive Hornby yeah. is still picking on her. But Hermione makes an offhand comment and she's like, oh my god, Hermione's bullying me. I'm so upset. Const she's constantly stuck yeah. in that state. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about something else with Moaning Myrtle. We started to get onto this before, but then we veered off it again. Ghosts are handled by the Ministry of Magic, the Department of Regulation and Control of Magical Creatures, Spirit Division. The Ministry of Magic has some kind of jurisdiction or authority over ghosts. First of all, how? What do they do to ghosts to make them do anything? The most we know about this is that when Moaning Myrtle died, she came back as a ghost because she wanted to get revenge on Olive Hornby, the girl who was making fun of her, bullying yeah. her on the day that she died, and so in a way caused her death. So she came back as a ghost and decided yeah. to spend her afterlife tormenting this girl, Olive Hornby. She followed her around for years and years yeah. and eventually caused such a disturbance at Olive Hornby's brother's wedding Olive Hornby went to the Ministry of Magic and basically <laughs> took out a restraining order against Myrtle. And the Spirit Division came along and they were like, hey Myrtle, yeah. knock this off. And they forced her to leave Olive Hornby alone and go back to where she died and just haunt that place from now on instead of haunting the person. That she How does yeah. the Ministry of Magic do that? Yeah, that's one of the questions I had written down. Like, if I'm a the grape choker ghost, do I have to follow the laws of the Spirit Division? Like, what are they using to deter me from, from breaking the laws? What can they possibly what? do? What are yeah. they going to do to me? Kill me? <laughs> <laughs> the only like thing that we've seen that actually injures a ghost is a basilisk. What have they got a basilisk <laughs> in the spirit division? <laughs> and even then, didn't, it didn't do anything. <laughs> like it just froze the ghost for a bit. Unless they do that permanently, they don't revive me. And they're just yeah. like, you know what? If you don't follow our laws, we're just going to be frozen. You're going to be dead for good. I know, I know you're afraid of death, aren't you? Suck on that. <laughs> I know you're afraid of death. They could use fear to <laughs> control the ghosts, I guess. I am a little bitch in this scenario. Let me all smash mouth Rhea. <laughs> I, just, I die, and I'm like, uh, fuck you, Ministry of Magic. I died at King's Cross Station trying to find Platform 9 and 3 quarters. I ain't going to Hogwarts. I want to stay at King's Cross Station. I want to fuck with muggles. What are you going to do? How are you going to stop me? What if I yeah. just decide to haunt King's Cross Station for the rest of eternity? How can they stop you without causing a huge kerfuffle and breaking the statute of secrecy well, as well? Because you're in a muggle-inhabited area. They can cast, like, light charms to repel me, I guess. But if I am determined to haunt King's Cross Station, I'm just going to keep coming back. Even if you just come back mm. at night, not repelled by oh, the daylight. True. I could just be a ghost who shows up at night. I feel like a lot of ghosts mm. just show up at night. Okay, what about yeah, this? I, yeah. Okay, so Jem, notorious dark witch who wants to take over the world, chokes on a grape. Oh, that's rough. <laughs> then you come back as a ghost and you decide <laughs> to spend your afterlife mentoring the next generation of dark witches and wizards. 
and getting them to try and take over the world in your name. Hmm. What does the Ministry of Magic do if you can't be yeah. destroyed and they can't control you? Yeah, I assume that they must have some sort of mechanism of destroying them or threatening them that is legitimate. So whether it's they do have a basilisk, which I doubt, <laughs> there's got to be another way that they can threaten, cause pain to, or really cause maybe harm to a ghost blow, that they're they using just, as like, a deterrent. they blow you away with a big fan. They just blow you to Hogwarts. But then you just, yeah, come, you back. just come back. I mean, they can't constantly be following you with a fan. You, you yeah. live forever. Like, what are they going to do? Die there holding the fan and they become a ghost? <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Any ghost buddies? Because they've got unfinished business in making you blow away. That's a good way to defeat a ghost. <laughs> Die with the unfinished business of stopping that ghost. Oh, my God. <laughs> what do you do if you have an indestructible person who is not calm and serene and peaceful like the ghost of Hogwarts, who's just a massive dick and determined to spend the rest of eternity being a massive dick. What do you do in that situation? Yeah, there's got to be a way to destroy them. Mm. We just don't know about it. Can I just bring something else up too? So before we were talking about how do ghosts see the world, like do they see it transparently or do they see like yeah. like colours and stuff? They see like actual people. And Okay, so they can receive letters, so they're holding things that they didn't die with, they can interact with mm-hmm. ghost objects. Does that mean they can feel ghost objects? So can I feel, like, can I physically touch another ghost? Can I fuck <laughs> a fellow ghost is what I, I want to I knew ask. that's where you were going with this. Can ghosts take off their clothes? You don't need to f- take off your clothes to well, fuck. I feel like it's implied. I mean, well, they could dry fuck. <laughs> like, let's oh. be real. If they can't take off their clothes, they to do it. If they got ghost objects, you just, I mean, you can use your imagination. <laughs> Why are we here? Okay, we've arrived. <laughs> ghosts are able to touch each other because the headless hunt plays games where they mm-hmm. like pull off their heads and throw their heads in amongst each other and play polo with their heads or whatever. So they yep. can definitely touch each other. They can definitely physically interact. But I don't think they can remove their clothing because they're indestructible and unchangeable. Okay. Well, if they can't remove their clothing, there are other ways they could give each other pleasure. Yeah, I guess. It does say that you have limited physical sensation. If you can't taste something, maybe you can't really feel it when another person, another ghost touches mm. you. But that's not true, because a ghost said that they could, it's like they can taste it if the food's mm. rotting. So if you have some extreme sorts of, like, I don't know, ghost physicality going on, maybe they might feel some okay. of it. Like an echo of an orgasm. I hate it that I use that. So if I pick up a ghost baseball bat and I fucking go to town another ghost, like just beat them to shit, (laughs) they might feel something like getting hit with a baseball bat. But I don't imagine that it's the same sort of intensity as if me now, living Rhea, picked up a baseball bat and decided to go whale on something. No, and maybe it's like if you use a ghost baseball bat, they'd feel it instantly. But if you use like a physical baseball bat, they it, they have to go to town. Well, and I can't use a physical baseball. It's bat. only things in the physical world. No, if you're a wizard, I, like a living but it wizard, it would just go like right if through you. Them. No, if you had enough baseball bats, like a table full of baseball <laughs> bats, and you had a table like like a hundred wizards just whacking at this ghost, <laughs> maybe they'd be like, "Oh, it's like I can feel being hit by maybe a baseball." If I got bat. a baseball bat that <laughs> was rotted to its core. And swung it at a ghost's head, they'd be like, oh, <laughs> that was like I got smashed over the head. In answer to your question, no, I don't think ghosts can fuck. I, I think you're small-minded, and I think they can. <laughs> Open your mind to the possibilities, Rhea. No, my mind is they're, closed. They're all there. Shut, locked, not fuck you. Fuck. Ghosts cannot fuck, they just can't. What's the point in being dead, then? Exactly. This has been a highly unstructured episode. We were jumping all over the place. But I feel like that's because, honestly, we have more questions than answers about what it's like to be a ghost. Yeah. All in all, I would say, what's it like to be a ghost in the Harry Potter world? Mm. It's pretty shit. I wouldn't want to be a ghost. Yeah, that was how we wanted to end this episode. (laughs) Would you become a ghost? Uh, No. I'm ready to die right here, right now. I'm not sticking around. See ya. Off I go. I'm out, bitches. Bye. Bye. I've been Jem, the better host, the better ghost. I've been Leah, actual ghost. I'm dead, I'm gone. The ghost is with the mostest. Bye. Thanks for listening to Podcast 9 and 3 Quarters. This show is written and edited by Ria and Jem. You can send us an email at 9 and 3 quarters podcast at gmail.com or talk to us separately 
Me on our Tumblr page, podcast9andthreequarters.tumblr.com, and Ria is on her blog, postintoglasses.com. Please feel free to send us theories or ask us questions and bombard us with so many messages that we go mad and run away to a hut on a rock in the sea just to avoid them. Our logo art is by Winged Corgi. Find more of her art at wingedcorgi.tumblr.com. This week's intro music was Entry into the Great Hall by John Williams, and our outro music was Hedwig's Theme by John Williams. You hear from us again in two weeks' time. 